Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Western Heights Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. We exist to exalt Christ, equip the church, and engage the community. For more info, visit whbcwaco.org. Years ago, I saw a poster, and perhaps you've seen it too, of a poster of a little kitten hanging on a wire like this, and underneath it, it's just hang in there, hang in there. That's what I want to talk about today, hanging in there. You see, for many of us, that's what life consists of, just hanging in there. You know, we, we hang in there to the end of the day. We hang in there, some of you, we hang in there to the end of the sermon. We hang in there for the end of the day. We, we hang in there for the end of the week. We hang in for the end of the month. We hang in for the end of a semester of a school year. We hang in for the, uh, for the end of the year. Life consists of just hanging in. And if I can just make it through that, then I'll be okay. For many of us, we just need to get a new grip on life. We, we need to get a new understanding, a, a new sense of direction for our life. And the good news for you and I, as we come to the end of this year, is that we can get a, good, a new grip on life. And our text for this morning gives us some guidance on how we can do that. Go ahead and look in your Bibles to John chapter 1, verse 12. As we look at this verse of Scripture today, hopefully I can tell you how you can get a new grip on life. We're going to look at these words. I know it's just one verse, and you're overwhelmed by the amount that we're going to cover today. But let me read this verse to you. Yet, to all who received Him, He's talking about Jesus, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. In this passage, I want to give you four basic ways for you to get a new grip on life. Then I want to conclude with what I believe is a necessity if you're going to do that. The first thing we see is you can get a new grip on life by obtaining a new start. Notice what it says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The word all. The word all is inclusive. It talks about anyone Anyone who does this can get a new grip on life. The scripture is full of examples of people who came to Jesus, of anyone who would do that. In John chapter 3, we read the story of a, a religious man by the name of Nicodemus. He had everything that you could describe as far as being religious. But he came to Jesus and said, said how can I be born again? A religious person looking to get a new grip on life. One chapter over from John 3, we go to John chapter 4, and we see the story of an irreligious woman, a woman at the well. And she came to Jesus, and she too learned that she could have a new grip on life. She could experience new life. So on one hand, we have a religious man on the other hand, we have an irreligious woman. Guess what? I believe somewhere between these two extremes, we find ourselves. Between a religious person and an irreligious woman, we find ourselves. We too can get a new grip on life. I remember reading a story about a woman who was sending out letters to invite everybody to their 35th high school reunion. And people were excited about uh, getting back together for their, their 35th high school reunion. And one individual said this, I suffer from the five Bs, baldness, bridge work, bifocals, bulges, and bunions. 
Some of you may resemble that remark. Uh, I'm not pointing any fingers. You know who you are. Uh, and another person, she wrote this. She goes, I wasn't half the woman then that I am today in talking about her weight. Uh, but one lady wrote this. She said, I can't wait to see everyone. I've changed completely. In high school, I was the class tramp. I had no standards and everybody knew it. But a few years after high school, I received the Lord Jesus as my Savior. My life was transformed. Because of Christ, I'm not the person I was, and I want my classmates to know it. She got a new grip. She got a new start on life when she came to understand her relationship with Jesus. When I was a little boy, and I know I'm dating myself, as some of you, uh, everybody in this room is going to know what I talk about. There might be a few of you that don't. But when I was a little boy in elementary school, I got to wipe the chalkboards at the end of the day. And I got to wipe the chalkboards, and then I would get to go outside and bang, the, you know, bang them together and bang them on the ground. I got to wipe the chalkboards clean so that my teacher could start the next day off fresh. I really found out later it was punishment for me for misbehaving in class because I had to stay a little later, you know, but uh, that was my, my task. But I thought it was cool. You know, I got to help the teacher have a new day. What this passage is telling us, that we too can have the slate wiped clean. We can start over. We can have, 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 a, have a new grip. God can and he desires to give you a new grip on life. Do you need that? This passage says, first, you do that by getting a new start. Anyone, all those who received him, could have that new start, regardless of who you are. Regardless of your station in life, regardless of your, your status in life, no matter how you have lived, how you are living, you can have a new start. This passage said you can have the board erased, wiped clean, and the Bible says that God will take your sins and he will remove them as far as the east is from the west. God will do that. We can get a new grip by, on life by obtaining a new start. Second truth, we can get a new grip on life by obtaining a new relationship in life. This is essential if we understand this. Look at what he says. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That's a new relationship. Children of God. We can have a new relationship with the creator and the sustainer of this universe in which we live. We can know God in an intimate, in a personal way. What a tremendous privilege that God bestows upon us that we can know him personally. William Barclay, and I don't use a lot of Barclay stuff, but this is a story that, that I remember uh, him telling uh, in one of his books. William Barclay tells a story of a Roman emperor who was coming back from war. In those days, the emperors would often go off to do battle, to do conquest. And at the, at the battle, they would, uh, they would take all the spoils and all the prisoners, and they would bring them back to Rome, and they would parade them through the streets of Rome. And so on this particular day, the Roman emperor was coming through and, and the people were lining the streets to see the spoils and to see the prisoners uh, of the war. And they were applauding the emperor and all the soldiers as it came through. Suddenly a little boy makes his way through the crowd and he begins to run up to the emperor. And a Roman soldier stops him and picks him up and says, you cannot approach the emperor. And the Roman, this little Roman boy said, that's no emperor, that's my daddy. Stop and think about that. 
God, in the same way, says that we can approach him as father. We can approach him as daddy. We can approach him as one whom we have an intimate relationship with. We can call the creator of this universe our father. You can get a, a, a new grip on life by attaining, obtaining a new relationship to God this morning. You can know him not just as your creator, but you can know him as your heavenly father. There's a third truth outlined in this passage. You get a new grip, you get a new grip on life by obtaining a new privilege. Look at this word. He says, to all who received him, to those who believed his name, he gave the right. Focus on that word, right. Uh, that, that's an important word for us to grasp. This word right carries with it the idea of power is in, the, in the original languages. There are three words that John could have chosen when he was writing these words. The first word is the word dunamis, where we get our word dynamite. And that word is often used of the power of the gospel to change people's life. He said the gospel is an explosive power that it is. The second word he, he could have used is the word we get our, our modern day word dominion. It means to, uh, to rule over uh, those or had dominion over these individuals. He could have used that word, but the word he chose to use is the word that simply means authority. Stop and think about that. He gave the authority to become children of God. So when, when we come to, come to God, He gives us the power. He gives us the, the, the authority. He gives us the right to become children of God. When you receive Jesus, He gives you that authority to become children of God. To all who received Him, He gave the power, the authority, the right to become children of God. The good news for you and I today is that you can get a new grip on life through a new privilege. We need to be, oftentimes, we need to be reminded of who we are. We need to be reminded of whose we are. We belong to God, and we are His children. We're not strangers to Him. We're someone that He has an intimate relationship with. We are His children, and He is our Father. And because we are His children, we can rightly claim the forgiveness of God. We can claim the presence of God, and we can claim the strength of God in our lives. And when we are tempted, and I know you're tempted, just like I'm tempted, we, we are tempted to sit on the pity potty of life, and we bemoan, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, woe is me, woe is me. Remember, remember that you have access to the very presence of God and the power of God. Remember who you are. You are a child of the King. You are a child of the Creator of the universe. You are His child. And because of that, you, you obtain, you receive all the rights that go to being a child of God. We need to oftentimes be reminded of the privileges we have as children of God. So you see, if we're going to get a new grip on life, we've got to get a new start. We've got to have a new relationship. we also got to have a new privilege. Let me give you a fourth one. You can get a new grip on life by getting a new security. It's not really mentioned in this passage, but it's implied throughout the New Testament. The picture of salvation in the New Testament is that of God holding on to us. He chooses us. He calls us. He saves us. And guess what? He keeps us saved. W.T. Connor, the old systematic theologian of Baptists at the, uh, in the first part of the uh, 20th century, he always said this, that 
so that Baptists are in the, we are saved, we're in the process of saved, and we will be saved. He said it's, it's our, our, our salvation, our justification, and our glorification. We are always in the process of being saved. We don't ever experience our full salvation till we stand in the presence of God himself. God is able to keep us, hold us, and keep us saved. He gives us a new security in life through salvation that assures us that whatever life may hold for us, we're still in his hands. And nothing can pluck you out of the Father's hands. Nothing. Believe that and hang on to that. Wayne Ward, in a book that he wrote, he tells a story of a train trestle that lied outside of his, uh, his, in his path. And he said every time he would go over that train trestle, he'd be scared. Because he would look down and he'd see the slats down to the river below and it frightened him. He said, but oftentimes my daddy would walk with me on the train tracks. And then when we got the train trestle, he would pick me up in his arms and we'd walk across that train trestle and I never felt scared because I was safe in my daddy's arms. In the same ways, it's that way for us. There are times in life when we go through times of difficulty. We go through trials and we go through tribulations and we go through temptations. It's in those times that God will take us up in his arms. And he will walk us through it. And we are safe. And we are secure in the arms of our God. In the arms of our Father. Who loves us. Who loves us. That can be your spiritual security today. You can know that whatever happens to you in your life. That you are safe in your Father's arms. You can be assured that whatever the circumstance of your life. Whether it's an illness whether it's a financial difficulty, whether it's marital problems, the loss of a loved one, whatever it is, you can be secure in your Father's arms. Now what I've done today is I've given you four fingers. I've given you four fingers, a new start for a life. You can get a new start, new relationship, a new privilege, and a new security. But... Four fingers is never enough to grab anything. You can't do it, can you? I mean, I guess you might do it for a couple of seconds, but you really can't do it until you have a thumb, all right? Well, this passage gives us a thumb as well. Matter of fact, I was reading uh, a surgeon, a group of surgeons in Louisville, Kentucky years ago uh, that they did the, they had this, this surgery where if somebody damaged their hand in an accident, what they would do is they would take a finger and place it where your thumb once was. And one surgeon said this. He said, until you have a thumb, you can't really get a grip on anything. It's that thumb that allows you to grip. So we got the four fingers. I want to give you the thumb. Notice what this passage says. Yet to all who received him. That word received is our thumb. That word received means to welcome as a friend. To welcome as a friend. So yet to all who welcome Jesus as a friend. To those. To those who welcome him as a friend. Who believe in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. All who welcome Jesus Christ in their lives as a friend. To them he gave authority. To them he gave the right. To them he gave the power to become children of God. 
So the first step you must take to receive Christ as your Savior is to believe in Him. you got to believe in Jesus. You're no longer trusting in your own accomplishments. You're no longer trusting in your own achievements. You're no longer trusting in your own abilities. Instead, you're trusting in the achievements of Jesus. You're trusting in the accomplishments of Jesus. You're trusting in the actions of Jesus. You're trusting in the ability of Jesus to save you. That's what you're trusting in. Everything you do is insufficient to get you to have a relationship to Jesus except receiving Jesus as a friend. You do that by believing in Him. Believing that He is who He said He was and He continues to be who He said He was even today. That can be the beginning of obtaining a new grip for your life. Do you want a new grip for life? Do you want to start the year off in a new way? 2019 is a year of, of, of a, a bright promise. You know, we can start over with a brand new year. I can't think of no better way to do that than to walk hand in hand with Jesus as your God and as your Savior. In a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what you've heard today to get a new grip in life. I recognize that most of you are, are religious people. You know Jesus. Some of you might be religious. You don't necessarily know Jesus, but you know religion, like Nicodemus. There might be some of you who are irreligious. I'm not speaking to anybody personally. Uh, you know who you are. I don't. You might be irreligious. Guess what? But I think we're all in the middle of both of those. The truth is, regardless if you're religious or irreligious, we all come to Jesus the same way. We have to welcome Him as a friend and believe in Him, and we will have eternal life. Would you stand with me? As I lead us in a time of prayer, Kip's going to come and lead us. Cassie's going to come and play. Father, we come before Your presence, thanking You for this day. Thanking You, Lord, for this opportunity You've given to us to gather here today to sing, to worship, to give, to pray, to seek your face, Father, to hear from your word. Now, Father, we pray that you'd help us, Father, embark on a new journey with you. If there's someone, Father, that does not know Christ today, that, Lord, this will be the day that they, too, will get a new grip on life. Father, there's somebody here today that, you know, Lord, they know Jesus as Lord of their life, but, Lord, they've just been, they're in a funk. They're in a spiritual funk, Lord. They just can't seem to get out of it. I pray, Father, that today you would speak to their hearts on how they too can step out and experience the newness and the freshness of a walk with you as their Lord and as their Savior. We give you this time, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.